term we use is sugar baby. You know? Again, I take okay. care of his needs and he takes care of mine. <laughs> They're like rich and like to mess around. But is this like a hugging job? But it would be like totally normal, Daddy. <laughs> You want to go out there and have sex with people? You have to do this, but you did. You have to watch. You've never been with a boy, have you? <laughs> no, not yet. Well, he's the kind of guy that likes when girls like other girls. <laughs> Are you sure I should be doing this? You're gonna love being a sugar baby. It's so much fun. You're supposed to, like, give me stuff, right? Give you stuff. What? Well, like a fucking candy bar? What do you want? Hello and welcome to the annual Valentine's Day special episode of Diminishing Returns. I'm Calvin, and with me are Sol. Hello. And Alan. Hello! And today, inexplicably, we are talking about <laughs> Sugar Baby's <laughs> A Cautionary Tale, which I'm really curious to find. I know nothing about. I know that this was a poll that went up on the Patreon, and there were actual films on there, like Fatal Attraction, and stuff that I would quite like to rewatch. and you kind listeners have decided to... <coughs> massage Sol's ego by picking the choice that he has apparently mentioned to Alan on the podcast a few times, and I'm dying to understand the the, the reasoning behind why this is even on here. Last year we looked yes. at um, Deep Throat, which was a porn film, but had a certain level of... Cultural uh, significance. Cul <laughs> cultural significance, exactly. It's one of the trifecta of famous porn movies from the, the 70s, yes. isn't it? Yeah. So you presented the listeners with your poll. They interacted well, I, with. Well, it. I think it was a. I think I think it's sort of an in joke that's got out of hand. If I'm totally yeah. honest, is it in your head? Is that what you mean? Well, no, because I didn't vote on the poll, did I? <laughs> so it was an option on the poll. I thought <laughs> I always th I always throw some fun little stupid ones on there. It, it's got forty seven percent of the vote overall, which is pretty significant, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this do you want to know what was on there? Yeah, yeah, go on then. Because we, we had nothing to do with this, these options. Whatever we presented, there's a representation of Saul's f fevered mind. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I try to mix it up and not just have the same films every year as well, bear yes. in mind. So, you know, you got to come up with ten sexy movies every year. Uh, yeah. So we've got Fatal Attraction, which yeah, I think yeah. per perfectly valid option there. Uh, I actually watched that quite recently. Yeah, okay. Salo or the 120 Days of Sodom, which uh, oh, Calvin was choice. Calvin was very keen, and that I will say I think that's got three votes here, which isn't nothing. 
One got... of them was me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the the other day uh, when I looked it up, Sugar Babies had fifty percent of the vote, but uh, now it's down to forty seven. So I think that's <laughs> I think that's Calvin went on and did a protest vote. <laughs> I, I I did. I I was seeing if I could <laughs> sway the, the vote to at least a tie, but no, alas. <laughs> uh, we've got Women in Love, which yeah. again I think pretty valid choice. That we've got uh, Urotsuki. Kidoji, Legend of the Overfiend, which I've I, that has been an option every year for as long as we've been doing this because I'm just very keen to watch that film at some point. That is a, an infamous bit of um, hentai, I guess you'd call it hentai animation. But it, I, I'm aware of it because it made uh, I think it was you know Channel Four did like 50 films to watch before you die or something back mm. in the day. <laughs> 50 films to watch before you wank. Blue Velvet was the the one that would have won if it weren't for this, which. Oh, yeah. uh, David Lynch film, never seen yeah. it. Mm. People, people seem quite keen on us doing David Lynch. I think that's because they know I don't like him. Not, not sexy so much as horrific, but yeah. mm-hmm. it was. I think it was on a list. I think I googled like erotic thrillers or something, and it popped yeah, yeah. up. And I was like, oh yeah, can that make sense? I have seen Mulholland Drive. That was mm-hmm. that was a sexy film. Unless well, rape is erotic, but. Uh... That's why I saw it back in the day as a teenage boy, and I discovered that. Uh, do you know David Lynch uh, <laughs> refused to allow? chapter selection on his DVDs. Oh. <laughs> I like it. You know, because I think he's very much one of the you-can't-watch-my-movies-on-a-phone kind of people. If you watch it on a phone, you haven't watched it, I think is his quote. Yeah, I, I, I rented that film out back in the day, back in, like, we're talking 2007, I reckon. <laughs> because, you know, I'd maybe seen a bit of it online <laughs> already. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I watched, I watched it, and I saw, I saw uh, Naomi Watts and whatever her name is having a bit of fun. And um, that I thought, well, I got bored of it because it's David Lynch, and I was like, you know what, let's skip back, let's watch that scene again. And then it, <laughs> it uh, restarted the film from the beginning, and I was furious. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me, David Lynch? And then I had to fast forward all the way through because <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't build that into the DVD that you're not allowed to fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> Should have got it on VHS. Uh, anyway, then we add uh, Nymphomaniac Volume 1. That's been an option on this poll for many a year as well. Just seems like an obvious one to get into, doesn't it? Lars von Trier. That's another one mm. I've not seen. I'd like to tick off. Uh, Carry On Sergeant. That got a vote. Uh, <laughs> at least one vote. That's just because um, it's the first, I believe, of the Carry On movies. Yeah, there's not, nothing erotic about that. I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think it got sexy yet, but I think it's one even, of those things Even like, by the Carry On standards, it's not sexy. <laughs> I know, but I've not seen any of them, so you've got to watch the first one, haven't you? And then you got, you got to watch them all in order. Yes, continuity is very important. <laughs> you can't just jump Anthology films. <laughs> you can't just jump ahead to, like, Carry On Humping or whatever. <laughs> carry On England is the, is the sex one. Is it? Well, I mean, they all are. Are they not? I thought a lot of them were, aren't they? Yeah, but by the time they get to Carry On England, it was really just, here's Robin Asquith's with arse. Enjoy. Carry on camping, the one where her bra goes flying off. Yeah, mm. that's literally ten seconds of the film. <laughs> Is it, and there's a slide whistle, I think. Goes, <laughs> that's that's the extent of my knowledge on 
the Carry On franchise. I saw uh, an amusing, amusing thing the other day. You know, Kenneth Williams always wrote diaries. Mm, yes, they, they've Did all he? been published. And someone, there's someone on Twitter who posts like, you know, today in 1972 in Kenneth Williams, and one it was the day that Sid James died. Uh, so obviously, these guys had worked together on the Carry On films for years and all that sort of thing. And his comment was like, "Oh, heard that Sid died, uh, and Sid James died like in the middle of a show." Doing, doing a theatre show. He says, Heard that Sid died. I never liked his work, but dying during dinner theatre, that's no way to go, is it? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> 20 years of working together. Like, I never liked his work, but, you know. Just while we're on the subject of carry-on films and Valentines, Alan, you know things about these, sort of, this era of British actor. I did hear a rumour about Hattie Jakes once, right. that she had this fetish for, like, <laughs> <laughs> for um lying under like a glass coffee table while someone shits on the top can you confirm or deny that rumor I can, I, 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 i've never heard that about hattie jakes i mean i've heard about pretty much anyone else you could care to mention including hitler okay. i've definitely heard that about hitler Oh. <laughs> maybe maybe it's um I think been that's a, diluted over the years stock, the rumor the stock rumor the stock rumor about hitler is he used to do that without the table and it was piss not shit and it was his niece i think <laughs> <laughs> that and the three balls or one ball not three balls one ball <laughs> an odd number of balls <laughs> on this poll right we've also got the postman always rings twice again i think solid Solid option. That's a new new option. We never had that before. Uh, the Devil in Miss Jones. That's uh, another of the trifecta of classic porn films. It's Deep Throat, The Devil in Miss Jones, and Debbie Does Debbie Dallas. Does Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom, I just threw on as a little a little like fun one. Sugar Babies, the porn movie that I told Alan about something like three times on the show. And it has come up (laughs) a large number of times because I believe I would forget that I'd already spoken about it on the show and (laughs) tell Alan about it again. (laughs) I was um, surprised to see that it's actually a miniseries of four episodes. That's certainly how it was presented when I watched it, but I think it is... (sighs) I think it was a movie that was chopped up into a miniseries, as it were, and then the... Oh, yeah, because structural, in terms of the narrative, the structure really doesn't hold together. But I think officially it was released as a straight-to-video movie, uh, Uh. and then we watched a kind of reconstituted, oh, let's put the four pieces that have been released separately Back to back in one video online because it was. It's a... like Futurama, basically. Oh, let's be real, guys. I don't think any of us paid to watch this film through uh, legal channels, did we? No. I wouldn't know how. How do you? Where would you find? I suppose it? I'd have to go there's, to a shop. There's like, and... there's like streaming sites for this sort of thing. I oh right. Tip- well, it's pay on demand typically, isn't it? I think. I just used the link that you sent me. So I sent I'm... a dodgy link on the WhatsApp. Well, you're. Actually, I, I didn't know that, it was dodgy. I, I started it there and then it failed on me and wouldn't load, so I found it somewhere else. Um, oh really? Such something I had in my bookmarks for some reason. I, don't know. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't ex- I haven't experienced so many pop-ups for like <laughs> yeah, ev- in, in so long. I thought like I had all the blockers on and everything, but there were genuine like every like couple of minutes I had to like click something to. Do you want to? Fuck old women? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you refuse three times, you will be banned. What's with that advert? Why do I keep getting that advert? 
What is that about? It's like they is that that's got to be appealing to some very specific form of psychology that, and I don't really understand. It's certainly not. Um, it's certainly not registering my cookies. <laughs> what I'm looking at. <laughs> Do you want to fuck ugly women, but you don't know how? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? What? Are you, who is this for? No, I know how. Believe me. <laughs> This is a very common advert, right? It pops up a lot, Calvin. You might not know this because mm. I don't know the world of you, gay porn. You may frequent different, different types and, of sites. and and you're in a you're in a committed relationship, so obviously you'd never watch anything anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so you might not know where we're at to like with the with the current culture surrounding porn adverts, but that's no, where fair. we're at now. For there was a, there was a while where um where they would go, hey you. Yeah, you! And they'd, like, try and interact with, like, make people think oh, yes. that the video was <laughs> talking to them. Which, I don't know if that, like... Uh, and then there was a, a while when they do that, but, like, the volume would be like, Hey, you! At, like, the start, and it would be, like... <laughs> there'd be, like, a, a volume icon, and the whole screen would be, like, vibrating, and then, like, a fake volume coming down thing would happen, and the volume would go normal, and I don't know what that was about. Uh mm. And then there was a while, <laughs> there was a bit where they'd sort of have an outtake instead of the actual advert. So the woman would be like, let's do it, it's free. <laughs> let's do it, it's free, I can't say it. And it would be like, they did that for a while, for let's do it, which uh, the, the brand mm. new site, let's do it, it's free. Brazzers is free. It's not free. <laughs> Before we get into talking about the plot uh the 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 films i do need to ask sol because i started look we haven't recorded as a three for some time and i was really looking forward to this record and i sit down saying threesome there and i I started watching this and for about the first 15 minutes or so i was really angry at sol specifically (laughs) for (laughs) making me watch this and that knowing that this was going to be the subject of our conversation so i have to understand why did it get brought up in conversation and why did you why was it at the forefront of your mind I can when it really, came to i, can I don't options. really remember the context Soul other than likes. i was telling alan about the second scene <laughs> yeah because because soul just likes to talk about sex soul likes when a woman is forced to watch her man have sex with another woman that's his fetish <sighs> that's his thing um, I mean, it's one. It's arm, called Cook, Cook Queen, I believe it's yeah. called. It's, it's just very hard to come by. There's not a lot of it online. It's quite a specific thing. Hmm. Are you aware right. of the Cook, the Cook Mania, for Calvin? Cockold, yeah. Cockold uh, yes, the, yes. The I'm aware of the phenomenon. Yeah, it's become very <laughs> yes. popular thing. That and the old incest. Which is a bit of a this, actually. I was surprised to. I'm going to be real with you guys. I've never watched the whole thing. I've never got <laughs> just past. That one <laughs> I never got past scene two. Um, I was, I mean, you you remember back in the day, I don't think this is as much of a thing anymore, but like back in, you know, when we were at uni, 2010-ish, it was a thing, wasn't it? You'd watch a funny video on YouTube and then like everyone would be hanging out and everyone would be like, oh, have you seen this? And put this thing on YouTube. And then there'd be like a dead silence around the room as everyone watched the least funny video in the world and one person (laughs) just had to kind of sit there and watch it through new eyes and realise that it had never been funny and they were a fucking idiot. Um, (laughs) Mm. 
that that's how I felt watching this properly, <laughs> <laughs> knowing that you guys are gonna be watching it. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, I've never actually watched this properly. I mean, look, I, I think it's a fascinating experiment. The reason it was on the poll, it's not just because I'd brought it up a few times. It's also because it's a modern porn movie. This is the this is the contemporary evolution of what we spoke about last year, which was, of course, Deep Throat. So, you know, I, mm. I do think that's an interesting thing to compare and contrast and discuss as an example of the genre. Um, I do perhaps wish we'd gone with a different option. Well, there are, there are still <laughs> porn films out there that do kind of have a proper, what you would call a plot. This kind of does, but it's more of an assembly of sketches. But but there are some that still do try and have a proper plot, and I don't know why, because the world of pornography now is is a different thing. It's a, it's it's a just here's a f- eight minute clip of people shagging. I don't need to know mm. that he was delivering a pizza. It doesn't matter. I don't. I don't. You know. <laughs> well, Deep Throat was itself arguably just a collection of sketches, though, wasn't it? Let's be. Yeah, but at least there was some real, you know, run through plot. But what, you, <laughs> you mean more than a phone call at the end <laughs> to wrap it? Just oh shit, we need to tie everything together. Uh, let's just have journey. a phone. Um, I mean, I made some notes. I, I do think it's an interesting one to talk about. Like I say, I, I, uh, there's better. It's become more of a thing. I think lately that the, they've branched out, haven't they? So, like you say, you do just get the eight-minute clip of. I mean, it's more than eight minutes usually. That'll be the free version. That'll be the condensed, chopped-down one. Uh, but yeah, they'll just have a clip of people going at it. They'll have the um, the 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 other end of the spectrum, which is the high end. We're we're gonna make a real movie. Uh, we <laughs> that that guy who who makes all of them that Louis Theroux did a documentary on, where he was making a an Iron Man parody, and he was like, "This is a this is a real movie." And Louis was kind of like, "Well, I mean, it, it's not really, is it?" A uh, huge thing. Oh, well, here example here. This is part of the armor from Iron Man. And for porn, that's actually a pretty good prop. Dude, the suit costs like four grand. Look, I mean, these are, these are like the legs. Yeah. So yeah, so this is, the, this is like the prop. Fucking thing. You go into the warehouse. This, this is like a monster company that puts out 20, 30 different lines. Rodney's birthday, but this is shit, you know? It's, it's jerk-off stuff. You know, but then he puts out the well, stuff It's all jerk-off stuff, isn't it? Yeah, but it's... This is stuff... Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mr. Thorax. Where the business is going now is it's acceptable to watch pornography. It's acceptable to sit down with your girlfriend or your wife and introduce her to pornography. But the pornography that you're introducing her to is stuff that I'm doing now. Not, you know, have a birthday blast. Here we go, this is what we do. This is what I do. Okay, here we go. Captain America. In two discs. XXX. Iron Man, look at that. Look at that. Come on, that's a porno. How's it doing? It's doing fucking fabulous. Is it? Yeah. Look at this. Here's mine. 3D. You directed that one. I directed all of them. This ain't no bullshit. This ain't anal fisting. Supergirl. Look at that. Nice. 
Shall we talk, go through the episodes one by one? Because the, the whole film is sort of formed of like four, I would say, showcase sex scenes, and then there's a bit of plot surrounding it. I was actually a bit surprised in episode one how long it actually takes oh my God, to it get takes, to the sex. It takes like, <laughs> it's like 20 minutes. It takes a good 20 minutes to get through it, doesn't it? I was really annoyed. Yeah. I know. I think we're building some degree of like tension. But it, but it felt more like, oh, we forgot that we're making a film and we can edit. We forgot that we don't have to show someone walking from A to B and then dialing the whole number in the telephone. And then <laughs> We forgot to write a script. We're relying on the improv skills of our actors. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, it's like, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy uh, who makes all those uh, improv too heavy films with Paul Rudd and... Leslie, <laughs> I had the same thought. I I wrote a note down. I wrote a note down that this is like seeing behind the camera of uh, what Judd Apatow and Will Ferrell movies must be like before an editor gets their hands on them. Yeah, and not that much different <laughs> to after the editor gets their hands on. Do you do you remember Alan? We um we worked on a film back when we lived together in London, and uh, it was very highly improvised. And I don't know if you were there for this particular scene, but the the guy basically just hadn't written a scene between a character and this other character. The character and then her romantic interest's mother. Okay. And he was like, oh, just kind of impro- improvise a scene, but you like don't really like each other. And they were just sort of like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, is that what you think, is it? Is that what you think? Yeah, 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 well, I I, I think of this. Do you, is that what you think? Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yes, and, yes, yes, and, I think. Um, <laughs> it, it, oh, it was dreadful. Dreadful. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's why improv's actually a very difficult skill. Improv's a load of shit, right? Speak, all right, speaking of someone who does a lot of improv in my career, right? It's you've got you've got to get to the fucking point. <laughs> People think you, improv means part, yeah. just to talk shite, but we we need to be tight. You know, this is not real life. It's not a conversation. Well, come on, you can't accuse these actors of not being tight, Alan. That's the one <laughs> thing on their side. But yeah, this, there is. This is obviously, you know. Let's look at the first scene. It was the longest one. These two, oh two my ladies, gosh. just like, okay, look, you're you're a sugar baby. You got this sugar daddy. You've been traveling the world, and you're trying to sell it to her. You're not sure, uh, but you're like interested. Go now. Interestingly, the phrase "sugar daddy" I don't believe is spoken in the whole movie. Hmm. Did you notice that? It was very. I, what are they trying to say with that? That's like how it's very avant-garde, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit like when they don't say zombie in a zombie film. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um the color grade. Oh, why is there a vignette <laughs> over everything? <laughs> it's just I mean, what were they doing? I don't know. It was like there's it's like there's an Instagram filter over the whole film. Well, I think I think it's not like that. I think that's exactly what they just hit gone to the editing <laughs> and press filter, vignette, blow blow out the colour. I was going to get into this at a later point, but I'm going to bring it up now because I want to talk about it. I was amazed to find that Brie Mills has a writing credit on this film. Are you familiar with Brie Mills? I've never heard of this no. person. Right. So Brie Mills is like, she is a, she's kind of the person championing the high-end plot-driven porn film now. Uh, hmm. I think I think she does a lot of like porn for women. Like, you know, through the eyes of a woman, uh, or a gay guy, I guess, you, you know, just the, the female gaze, as opposed to the male mm. gaze. 
Now, I'm kind of disappointed we didn't speak about one of her films instead, but, you know, I didn't put it on as a joke option on the poll. Uh, She made a film called Perspective, which I've seen, um, which stars Angela White. And it's it's remarkably high-end for a porn film. It's, like, actually shot legitimately pretty well. Like, if it were a, a mumblecore movie, it would be like, yeah, that's not bad, you know? it's There's a lot of interesting lighting and colour. Very severe colour, like uh, Giallo-style, Suspiria-style like, <laughs> lighting going on. But, like, it, it is, for what it is, very nicely shot, pretty tightly written. Angela White, I don't know if you know Angela White, Alan, but um, she's not a dreadful performer, um, it's well edited. It's it's remarkable. So I was I was surprised because it's. I mean, it kind of makes sense if she's got a writing credit on here. She probably threw out an idea like, oh yeah, just do this, and then it went off and did it. But I I think this is from her school of like let's do elevated plot driven porn. But it's just it's kind of the the low end <laughs> version of it. Well, I thought I found it interesting. Speaking of the plot, obviously the the. the the title is Sugar Babies, and the subtitle is A Cautionary Tale. Well, the whole film is like, don't get into this, guys. It's it a is a very idea. negative view on the Sugar Baby mm. uh, arrangement. It's 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 fascinating because it's it's an incredibly um, people often say porn's misogynistic, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? And then Those I watched this, it. and I was, I watched this, and it was like, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> this is this film hates women. <laughs> I think at one point the guy literally says to Penny Pax, "I hate you" about three times. <laughs> I did yeah, like that I was her like boyfriend. That, actually, I did like I did like when he did that. Um, but this film hates women. It's very weird, and it's just weird because it sells itself as no. It's from the perspective of the woman. Uh, it's on their side. It's like, look, this is bad. Don't let this happen. But then it just ends with like almost a joke where <laughs> she gets like. Uh, an ironic Twilight Zone comeuppance, but I guess we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think episode one, I think that really comes to the front in episode two. I think episode one is your more standard sort of, okay, it's this girl and she needs money to pay the bills and tuition yeah. fees and whatever, yeah, yeah, and yeah. she says to her husband, oh, my friend says I can... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that shit because it's America. It's like, oh, you know, I'm I'm be- gonna become a nurse and I need to pay my school bills, <laughs> like, yes. because you know you can't just you know be poor and need money for you know food and stuff like that. It's like, oh well, I've got I'm going to become something later on. That's that's why I'm a stripper, pay for medical school. What one <laughs> one thing I found interesting is uh, something we spoke about at length with Deep Throat was the terrible audio. Um, how they, I think, at one point recorded a scene next to a fountain, and <laughs> you'd like hear the water in like one shot, and then it would cut to the other shot, and the water wouldn't be making any noise. And um, interesting to hear, they've not really got any better at recording audio in the <laughs> in the forty odd years since that came out. Uh, the yes. the audio in this film, like when they're on location, when they're not indoors, dreadful, but. In their defense, they do lay a music track over the top of the entire thing to kind of cover it. Now, that was also interesting compare and contrast. Deep Throat, uh, your classic porn movie, no music, and then the sex starts, and then you get a song over the top. You get Blowing Bubbles, you get the song while they're shagging. 
Yeah, but it's because in those days they literally weren't recording sound. <laughs> yeah. So... Whereas, whereas in this, you get incessant music that doesn't fit the scene over like melodramatic music over the top of the non-sex stuff in between and then the music's mm. cut for the sex and they just start um shagging with you, you know sex speaking of audio <laughs> that scene where they're in a house and they're both walking and you can just hear their shoes just echoing off the <laughs> bare walls Ugh. <laughs> basic stuff guys yeah. Go on, Calvin. The, anyway, you're setting um, us up. The, yes. Well, the the whole thing is kind of about this girl. She needs Penny to packs. pay off her fees. Penny packs. Uh, Did you know Penny packs going in, Calvin? Nope. See, the, I, I've got to say, I'm fascinated to see how much of an educational experience this was for you, Calvin. <laughs> um, Alan and I were both aware of Penny packs going into this. Um, <laughs> oh, is she a thing? Is she a name? She is a name. Right. Uh, well, not a big enough name to get a... I noticed very unfairly that she is not topped build... Top, top build, sorry, uh, in this first episode. Uh, I think that goes to James Dean, yeah, who is... Who the, is uh, do you know James Dean, Calvin? Are you aware of James Dean? <laughs> nope. Nope. You, well, not this one. <laughs> He's a huge porn star, to the point that he... I think he made... Yeah, I've just checked. He was in... Do you remember that film, The Canyons, with... Uh, Paul Schrader made a film with Lindsay Lohan in 2013, a very low-end, um, you know, erotically charged thriller, and Lindsay Lohan got her boobs out, and it was a big thing. Oh, uh, and and it was it was Lindsay Lohan doing, you know, Paul Schrader, right? Uh, the name rings Taxi a bell. Taxi Driver, yeah. Cat People. Uh, oh right, First yes. Reformed. Done a lot of Scorsese films. He's he's a classic grumpy old man in Hollywood. <laughs> Proper he's dirty old of, man. <laughs> yeah, but he's you know he he is like he's made a lot of trash, but he's also uh, he, he did American Gigolo, didn't he? That was him. But he's got an air of legitimacy about him. He will occasionally make films that are like up for Oscars. In the same way that Paul Verhoeven is a dirty old man with an air legitimacy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but Paul well, Paul Verhoeven, let's not be around the bush here. Paul Verhoeven is a phenomenal filmmaker, and I won't hear a word against him. I know you. I watched his film L or Ellie. I think it's L the other day, and it was fantastic. The reason I bring this up is that Lindsay Lohan was in this film opposite James Dean, and that was mm. uh, this film also stars Gus Van Sant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, as Doctor Campbell, famous but, um, for his acting you know, skills. <laughs> written by Brett Easton Ellis, directed by Paul Schrader. It was like it was a legitimate. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what a combination! <laughs> yeah, but you know, James Dean is at that level where he kind of, sort of went mainstream, vaguely mainstream, as mainstream as porn stars are to go. Like, he's a big deal. Mm. He's a huge name in the industry. So I, mean, I guess it's a meta thing, then, that he's the sugar daddy in this first bit. Well, he's, he's uh, playing himself. I, that, that's the, the weird yeah. thing with modern porn, is they always play, as is the case here, Penny Pax plays a character called Penny, uh, they all play. Like, <laughs> that's mean just playing it... themselves. It's just that helps yeah, the improv like, you know, process if you don't have to. But that that is it. the way modern porn is done. I think it's sort of an interesting. Laurel and Hardy went by the. I names. I made a note. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> Laurel and Hardy, <laughs> <laughs> where they play a kind of character version of themselves across multiple films. All right, hang on. I want to I want to make a point here, right? Because about about James Dean, because the reason why he's uh, very popular. Uh, not just as a from the 
viewing audience but with other performers is because what he does he does very well and i think that really comes across in this scene and i want to compare and contrast that with the last scene there's <laughs> in, the, in the dom club world right there is there is um it's 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 the it's a way of of being dominant and being even uh, aggressive sometimes or or uh, um or offensive in some way but there's a line where you need to understand that they're in control of what they're doing, they care about their partner, and all this sort of thing. And that's what James Dean does so well, and it's why people like performing with him. Yeah, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I, I do want to say that last scene is hilarious, and I don't think it's on purpose. I actually think what you just said is to the detriment of this film, because um, I think you're meant to come away thinking Penny Pax didn't enjoy herself, but during the scene she's it's largely played like herself. she's having a great time. <laughs> yeah, <she's> like, um, <laughs> but yeah, what what is the plot? Let, we're, let, right, so the plot for, of this film plot <laughs> the plot for this film uh, for anyone who's not seen it <laughs> is um, yeah, Penny Pax, she needs money. Her rent's two weeks behind, is that right? <laughs> uh, it's behind. Sure. However, it's two somethings behind. I think it was weeks, which she's training to be a nurse. She's not got any money coming in. Uh, a boyfriend. Oh my god, a boyfriend. Uh, what it's... a dickhead. <laughs> what a twat. Is he a twat or is it just a funny voice? He has a funny <laughs> accent, doesn't he? <laughs> that's, that's, that's racist. Is that a f- what? Where's he from? That guy. It's the American dream. He's he's come to America from whatever country he's from. <laughs> And he's getting to shag these women for a living, so you know. We have Penny Pax and her friend. I don't. I didn't catch names here, but we we. Um, I've got the IMDb page up here. I believe her friend is Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Jocelyn Taylor. Okay. Anyway, the friend. It might be Rebel. Was it Rebel? Which one was no? The sister's Rebel. Rebel is the sister. But then there's someone credited as Rebel's sister. Oh no, hang on, Jocelyn I think is the sex worker that comes in in scene two, so I think right. it might be Jade. Jade. No, Jade. Jade is correct. Jade is the, is the yeah. So okay, we have... Jade Nile. We have Penny Pax and, and Jade, and, and Jade is going like, oh man, I've been all around the world, I've been doing loads of cool stuff, and the, uh, this guy's been paying for oh, it all. I just got back from Thailand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was in a, a wedding in Thailand. <laughs> Went on a work trip to... <laughs> France <laughs> took me to Disneyland um, so and and she's like look it's a great way of uh, getting your bills paid you just basically be a sex slave to someone uh, it's fun but you know they take you around the world did you notice Alan how lit how badly I'd remembered the plot of this film as well did that strike you because I had told you the plot and it was so so off base <laughs> When I watched it, <laughs> well, I don't remember what you said. I think you only watched the Fair one enough. scene, so <laughs> it's relevant. Not only did I only watch the one scene, but I'd very much kind of like skipped through, you know, a little bit of the. Oh, I got a bit of the context. All right, let's move. Oh, let's watch this bit. All right, skip ahead. Skip ahead. All right. So, so Jade outlines that you know this sugar daddy situation is pretty cool. She doesn't mention that her sugar daddy is a total asshole uh, and obviously very hmm. unpleasant to her at all times. Um. So she says, like, oh, I'll hook you up with him. Like, she she doesn't mention that, oh, by the way, you're going to go have, like, sex with this guy, but do be aware, it, it's like a dom-sub dom thing, and yeah. he's going to, like, yeah. beat you up. 
slap <laughs> you around and call you yeah, nasty yeah, words yeah. and things. Might be worth dropping that in, just mentioning. <laughs> yeah, just set that up. But anyway, she she tries to hook her up with her sugar daddy, and he's like, fuck off, she's over 18, I don't give a shit about anybody older. In fact, <laughs> I'm only saying 18 for legal purposes, but really, I don't care. Um, oh, he pretty, he, he, like, Alan's only exaggerating a tiny little bit. <laughs> yeah. Then, then he says, look, I'm only interested in a virgin from now on, and that's it. Is she a virgin? Uh, and obviously she's not. It's Penny Pax. Look, we've we've seen the movies. <laughs> Penny Pax is no virgin. Penny Pax <laughs> playing herself. So yes, uh, but instead that that seems like a little weird plot meandering, but actually it's setting up a, a scene for later on. Yeah, it's your classic setup payoff. Yeah. So this obviously was built, built as a full length thing. But then uh, we Penny packs herself, gets hooked up with uh, a couple who like to bring uh, a, another woman in for their shenanigans. Obviously, everyone in the sugar daddy community, that all the sugar daddies know each other. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. They met on Epstein's island. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then, so then we go to her meeting uh, the man first, and then the couple ultimately. And there's a another and, tedious and, and it's James scene. Dean. It's not just James Dean playing a character called James Dean. It is James Dean as himself. Because when, <laughs> yeah, because when, because when Jade says, "Oh, it's uh, it's James Dean," Penny Pax is like, "No way, she knows him." Yeah, but like, like he he's probably a famous rock star or something. You know, like a, he's probably the Elon Musk just, of this world. I think it's just meant to be James Dean as himself, but it's an alternate reality where the average woman would be aware of who <laughs> James Dean is because he's that famous. <laughs> yeah, but if you're James Dean and your job is to like have sex with people all day, you don't then do that in your private life, do you? You just right. No, I agree. It's ludicrous. <laughs> It's lo- well, maybe he's, maybe he's in. Maybe he gets off on that dynamic. Well, I'm sure he does, but you get enough of it at work. Yeah, you got to save that shit up. <laughs> you only get a pint. Um. So so far, this has been sort sort of par for the course for what I was expecting this to be. I- like everything that has built up to here. Your soul mentioned about Penny Pack seems to ultimately enjoy the threesome that she's a part of here, which is again like I I just kind of take that for granted that that's gonna be uh you know how things are gonna end up. She she turns up and the guy's wife is there, which is like whoa this mm. wasn't you didn't tell me the wife was gonna be. Involved. I think she does actually. I think the, oh, it, that was always on the cards that the wife is involved. But they do turn up and don't eat sushi. Twenty sixteen, that played fine, but. The dynamics here with uh, the wife and uh, Jade as well in the later scenes with her sister. I couldn't help but think of Ghislaine Maxwell throughout, which isn't really what you want to be thinking about. Wow. What? <laughs> no, 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 I just have all the people to think about. Uh... Well, you know, it's like a, it's, it's a rich, powerful man with a kind of sidekick, predatory woman who he sends out to do his bidding and she hmm. ropes in young women to come and take part. It's just an interesting dynamic. I, d- I don't think it happens all that often. All right, well, look, this the, so far what we've got is what you would expect of a porn film set up, except it's 30 minutes long instead mm. of three. Yeah. Uh, and then we finally get a sex scene. <laughs> it's, it's excessively long. I don't really know what they're doing, why they're doing it. Oh, we missed, we missed a bit, sorry. We missed a bit where she goes home to speak to her boyfriend... And she's like, mm. oh, I've come up with a great way of making money. I'm gonna yeah, go yeah, I'm going to shag a guy for money. And he's like, you're going to shag a guy for money? 
<laughs> what is you? I can't believe this. But basically, he says, "I'm not. I'm not interested in having a relationship with a, a whore. Thank you very much." And she's like, "No, um, it's not. Um, it's not prostitution. It's not that." Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. It's for, it's as much not as that, his, it's for his us. reaction is a Do little bit, you know, reactionary, but. You know, it is prostitution. Let's not <laughs> make any bones about that. I think a, I think a normal reaction would, you know, yeah, it would be a bit more disbelief, a bit more like, okay, are you joking? And then a bit more like, no, obviously not. And I can't believe you're even suggesting such a thing. Um, <laughs> but instead it's like, I will not be involved with a whore and then like slamming the door. It's a bit more like that. And she's just like, what? I don't even get it. What's the problem? <laughs> Which I'm on, I'm on board with that. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Like, you want to sell your body for sex? Make a bit of hey, money? Hey, you want to do it? Do it. But let's be real. Don't don't act all naive about why he's mad. <laughs> like, you're not that yeah. stupid. Come on. Well, that's what I was going to ask. There's a couple of characters in this where, you know, are they... Uh, what's the politically correct term for? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> are they are they stupid? Basically, I guess. Is what I'm saying. Are they what? Are they medically stupid? <laughs> oh right. I, yeah, I mean, they're certainly written that way, aren't they? Mm. I mean, it, who are we talking about? Uh, Penny Packs, I think, might be one of them. And then the sister, the younger sister, definitely seems. Yeah. Mm. And like I think it's yeah. it's the sort of thing. And the rock star at the end, be... to be honest, he might. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just a bit drug <laughs> But anyway, hey, look, I want to talk about this first sex scene because hey, I was all right with it. Look, yeah, well, this is the thing. I, I, I'm not getting into too many personal details here, but um, basically... I had to I, watch this in multiple <laughs> chunks, no, I <laughs> this mean, film. I was... And I wrote down I wrote down the first time code that I paused it, because I had to make a note so I knew where to go back to. 38 minutes 34. And that was specifically, that was the bit when Penny Packs, I think for like the third or fourth time, went, Gentle! <laughs> <laughs> There, there was a thing in that scene that happens, and you do see this a lot in porn, where she was putting a hand out to kind of, like, stop him. Like, to kind of hold his thrusting a bit. And I think that was breaking character. I think that was a... Just chill. <laughs> just just go easy for a sec. We're kind of... Well, look, I want to talk about sex, and specifically this kind of thing. Baby. Sort of this very dom-sub kind of relationship, because it's something I am familiar with. And uh, more specifically than that, I had someone, uh, a lady in my life who was really like this, basically, was what her fantasy. And she was she was very much into being like insulted and called slut and whore and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And um, and like not not probably not quite towards rape fetish but definitely in a sort of like forced yeah yeah no, uh, no. pushed a little bit and it's it's a very it's, popular it's, thing it's uh what's it called n uh cnc consensual non-consent it is yeah so it's like if you're you're playing non-consent but everyone knows the safe words and blah 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 so yeah, but my yeah. point is that there's a line there there's a kind of there is a fa- it's a common fantasy but there is and and that where that line is is going to be different for everybody and as a as a dom as a dom you need to be able to find that line with someone have a good communication with your partner have a have a sort of safe oh, place that you are and that's basically especially in the scene, with that i mean with with any fetish and stuff like i think most fetishes are largely um i mean this is proper armchair pop psychology but i think they largely stem from like trying to take control of some 
degree of trauma, don't they? It's like you kind of try and <laughs> take charge of it by sexualizing it. It's the same reason true crime's so popular, I think. It's it's like playing on that understandable fear of men. <laughs> I'm going to take charge of it and sort of enjoy it in a weird way that my brain's processing it. Uh, basically, my point is that this scene felt like it was very much within that world. It felt it felt under control. Mm. And this is, like I say, well, that's why James Dean is a kind of very popular performer. Uh, it felt like everyone's kind of on the same page here, even when they're playing, the, 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 there's a bit more kind of um, force involved than there really is. And that, compared to the last scene, which we'll talk about later, but in the world, in the real world of Dom Sub, there's a lot of men who go, yeah, I'm a Dom, when actually they're just dickhead aggressive men, and they don't understand it, and they don't <laughs> get it. And yeah. that's what we see in the last scene. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But this scene, this first scene worked really nicely because it felt like it was within that world. It was in control. And I can see a lot of people watching this scene and going, oh, fucking hell, this is quite hot, you know, including uh, including women. The last guy in that last scene, that felt like when an actor puts like, yeah, I can ride a horse. Yeah, yeah, don't worry <laughs> about it. That's what that felt like. Like, yeah, 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 I can do that. I, I do feel like what you're talking about is true, but within the context of the film... The character just kind of drops it on Penny out of nowhere, so it's very weird because yeah. it's like there's no real setup that he's you know gonna be doing a kind of dom sub play. Like he's even she comes into the house and he's really like, oh well, it's lovely to meet you and you're gonna love this gonna be great and he's really nice to her and then they start and it's just like you fucking little you fucking little whore little bitch. Um, but that's part of the fantasy though, isn't it? It's like. You're not, fantasy, is, it's, it's, you're not fantasizing about having a negotiation beforehand and, and having a chat about well, it. You, you do that in real life. Well, exactly. Uh, the least sexy thing ever. You know, it was interesting hearing you talk there, Alan, because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I could articulate, you know, uh, how I was feeling in quite those same words, but hearing you sort of explain it and break it down really made an awful lot of sense. Mm. Um, I think there is a there is a knowingness to it, I guess, that you just kind of go along with and it doesn't feel icky like we're going to get to in the next episode, but uh, we'll get there. Penny's clearly enjoying herself as performed, and that's why it's so weird at the very end when he then, like, slaps the money on her, and it's like, you're meant to, I think, come away thinking, oh, she feels degraded and she had a horrible time. Yeah. And that doesn't really play at It does, all. it's a bit of a switch right at the end. No aftercare. That's the problem mm. here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they just no wander kiss off and a cuddle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you gotta have a little um, bit of a cuddle. So, Calvin, this. is this the first time you'd ever seen a vagina? <laughs> No, we watched um, Thingy last year, didn't we? Oh, of course, um, yeah, last year. All right. Be because of you two, I've seen far more than I ever thought I would in my life. Well, I was but, there's um, a scene later on where you see the act of you know Conolingus in quite extreme detail, and it's like, was that educational? Uh, that did it did cross my mind actually uh, when I was watching that. In terms of just physical anatomy, yeah, right. it, it, it was a, an awakening experience. Uh, did you did you enjoy I, anything I, in I, this scene, Calvin? Did you enjoy James Dean? Is he an attractive man? I I, I don't. Um, I have to admit to skipping through <laughs> some of the sex scenes. Uh, just w once I realised that there was, I, you know, I got, I got the gist yeah, of it. I, I yeah. find them quite repetitive. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, so <laughs> I, I... In, out, in, out, in, out. Yeah. Uh, no, even in terms of, like, what they're saying and everything, and I did get... Oh, they repeat well, the we'll same get to lines episode over two. I made a point of watching the full film on 
skipped, which was hard work. Purist. It was hard work. But, yeah, I didn't uh, manage that, mm. I'm afraid. <laughs> you, you've got to kind of... I really wanted to skip. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, you, you hear the odd little line they throw out that was, you know, very interesting if you watch the full thing. So. Oh, really? Such oh, as... there's a lot of, like, oh, that was a bit of a swing and a miss on the odd improv front. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Um, can we move on to talking about episode two now? Because this is how episode one ends. She gets the money. She's de- she's you know we're supposed to think of her as being degraded, but ultimately she gets what she wants out of the situation, and then she goes back home. And uh, her boyfriend, who I took to be a bit of a wet blanket, to be honest, he was very miscast. I think this guy because he comes across like a right little nerd. Yeah. <laughs> And so and she then he go- has to try and be Dom, and it doesn't really. She goes home, and then there isn't. There, fortunately, there isn't much of a uh, awkward build-up scene to this. She just goes home, and suddenly, a boyfriend decides that he's actually, you know, in the mood, and he's in the mood for some bondage. Um, he ties her up, and then well, he well, proceeds we're missing, to. He, he, he says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I stormed out earlier. Uh, mm, it, yes, I, I totally get you were you were you were doing it for us. I, I understand mm. your argument now, and you know what." I love you so much, babe. We're gonna bury the hatchet with some good old fashioned sexy time. Mm. And just to be clear, in 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 his his speech and everything, it's very obvious that he's bullshitting her, and he's, go- he's oh yeah, the something. performances and dreadful in a way. And, like, she, it's just... and she's just like, oh yeah, great. Let time me up. I, there's nothing <laughs> bad going to happen here. <laughs> I love it when you speak sinister to me. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, he proceeds to just bring in another woman and have sex in front of her as a way of humiliating her. Yeah, because he'd made a bit of extra money, he mentioned earlier, with his oh, yes. work. So he's like, well, look, we're, we're, we're hiring sex workers. I've gone and uh, paid a prostitute with my extra money to come and have sex with in front of you. So what do you think about that? I found all of this to be deeply unpleasant. And I think <laughs> go- going, back to what, going back to what Alan was saying about the uh, consensual non-consent sort of thing, um, I feel like in the first scene, you kind of get that. Obviously, I know that I'm watching uh, actors performing a scene here. This isn't happening for real. But Penny's performance during this scene of just Wonderful. pure... just hating every minute of it and I never felt that there was ever a wink or a sort of like a, a sense of knowing or like, because I, I kind of thought that, oh, okay, she's she's protesting now but she's actually maybe going to come around to it a bit and then she's going to join in. Well, this is this is one of the this is one of the big differences between how I remember this scene when I told Alan uh, <laughs> watching it again was <laughs> in my memory of it about halfway through she gets into it and joins in. And she did. That never happens. That I know. Never I, could, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, I, I so I'm curious to know how you two feel about this because I I feel like it crossed a line that just became deeply unpleasant. But maybe that really does it for you two. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I love the the only issue I had was the the boyfriend was really distractingly annoying. But um, conceptually, yeah. I was fully on board, and I I quite like what Penny Pax was doing. It was maybe. Maybe give the uh, improv a little bit. Like it was every. It was like they had to say a line every. It was like when you when you play Mario Kart Double Dash, and I believe you can spam a button to swap the characters around, and it makes her go, "Hi, I'm Daisy," over and over, <laughs> and over again. Yes, it felt exactly like, that like that when yeah. when you play with someone annoying, who's going to spam that button over and over. 
and you're gonna hear, "Hi, I'm Daisy. Hi, I'm Daisy." It's it felt like that because it was just there. Mm. It, it was like they they didn't dare sit in silence for more than like <laughs> half a second at a time. There always yeah. had to be something being said from, and there were three of them, and there was a lot of stuff being said over the top of one another. Mm. Um, but in theory. Yeah, conceptually, I really, I, I quite enjoy this. It's just badly put together, you know. It's like yeah, it, yeah. Like in the same way we're saying that first scene works quite nicely because it feels like the people are, are, are kind of present, they're into it, they they know what they're doing. This just feels like okay, we're just kind of randomly doing shit here. Yeah, like just there's so it would be so easy to just kind of. Tie her up better than that for a start. Like put tie her up in a position that is kind well, of more completely properly uh, interesting yeah. at least. You know, or <laughs> tie her to a chair or something. Do you know what I mean? Like so that she's sort use of some stuck. actual rope as well because that looked yeah, like a, a bit of a ribbon. ribbon that she could yeah. just immediately <laughs> pull That's apart. That's easy enough to do, isn't it? Um, and then find a find a you know the other two performers like basically get James Dean into this scene. Have him mm. as the boyfriend. There's a yeah. There's just there's there's a skill to being a good dom, and, and this guy hasn't got it. <laughs> mm. And and I think you know, Penny packs a, a bit of editing on the like I say maybe chill out on quite how much improv they're throwing out there, or at least vary it a bit. You're just saying two lines over and over. Yeah. Well, the, the problem was they would, the problem was they would say a line. They did vary it, but the problem was they would say each line about three times before moving on to the next one. So I really enjoyed the scene in the past because I was skipping through it. I was just skipping ahead. I wasn't getting quite watching yeah. it properly. It doesn't work at all. But um, when when you're kind of able to edit it on the fly, which is kind of how modern porn I think is watched, you're kind of remixing it for yourself as you go. Yeah. Um, I had a great time with it. And and Penny packs. She throws out some great little lines. There's uh, it's the crying I found off putting. I, yeah, I get on board with it. I'm all right with that. I, I I had to pause things and start again at 58 minutes 45. So you know, it, it annoyed me that like even right at the end, after when he's walking out, she's still like going, "Oh no, I still love you. Let's. I'm sorry. This is all my fault." Like, no, this guy's <laughs> a total dick. All right, look, mm-hmm. you know, that's the switch I wanted. Like, I don't need her to get into it, but uh, her mm-hmm. just like, going, I don't care. Actually, you know, you're a dickhead. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna go and find myself a, a nice man. Um, then mm. that would have been a nice way. In it. But that's the the tone <laughs> of this film is very much sort of 1950s PSA. <laughs> well, like, yeah, the doom it, it, it will is. come if you shag people. It's coming. weird. It's very it's very anti sex. This film to say anti anti selling sex for porn works. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the it's in the title, a cautionary tale. It's like if it Friday right the Thirteenth, if fair. you have sex, Jason will come and kill you. Here, if you <laughs> have sex, your boyfriend's gonna tie you up and shag someone else in front of you when you don't like it. It's just interesting that the film is very clearly casting the majority of its audience as the villain. Uh, quite, <laughs> quite an interesting move, really. It's you know, it's very, um, yeah. it's very Michael Haneke, isn't it? To, to <laughs> point the finger at you, the audience. But I, but I look. This is the, the film peaks here for me. I'll be honest. I, I had a good time. I'd seen <laughs> see, this scene fir- before. See, the, the first scene was my favourite, but uh, you know, that's perhaps just indicative of our <laughs> personal lives. But there we go. Um, what why? did think though was you know we're talking about oh you have to skip through the sex scenes obviously you got to skip through the scenes oh my god it kills it not being able to skip through it yeah totally ruins the thing but here's my here's my thing right 
why makes these sex scenes so long then? Why is this a 20 minute hmm. sex scene? And actually, I feel that way about sex in real life as well. <laughs> like, let's get this done. <laughs> Five minutes is enough, right? <laughs> each each bit goes on for really long, but I quite like that because it's like, right, I'm going to settle on this bit. I like, I like this. I'm going to be annoyed if it's only... 30 seconds of this and then I have to keep yeah. skipping back to it. Yeah. I, I'm, I like that I get, you know, a good oh, whack like of this position. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I think that's why, honestly, I, I think that's why modern sex scenes are kind of shot and edited in such a way. Um, it's just very interesting to watch the full thing without skipping, because it's, it's very rare that I don't really watch this stuff like that. Shall we move on to the next episode? Because things take a bit of a Pulp Fiction-like uh, shift Yeah, we go back here. to the beginning, kind mm. of. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yes. I was very surprised. I thought I assumed Penny Pax was going to be our protagonist through this film, and we were mm. going to stick with her. Yes. And perhaps should have, if we wanted a good story. Oh, completely should have. <laughs> but this kind of porn movie, it's very uncommon to stick with the same person, because they want the variety of different porn stars. Um, which is weird because there's two Penny Pack scenes and then there's two uh, Rebel Rebel Sister scenes, so it's very odd the way. Well, they yeah, have you say gone you say it. you want the variety of points, but these these are all basically the same kind of type. You know, it's not like there's a lot of variety going on here. I I did get confused with the women. I have to. Oh, I, I yeah. This scene started, and it it was only because <laughs> of what they were talking about that I realised it was the same woman from the first scene. I, I couldn't have yes. I didn't realise that until they were talking on the phone at the end. I thought these were completely new characters. Uh... Even when they go into the next scene and she's all done up, so her hair's different and stuff, I didn't recognise her. Mm. So episode three um, also cuts to the chase quite quickly. It's these two sisters and the older one is saying, like, oh, I've got a sugar daddy. No, and... it doesn't. It's not. It takes forever, Calvin. I watched the full <laughs> oh, thing. It takes relative to the first ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I suppose that that first scene it, right, really. Uh, you, you know. know all right. To be fair, there. there's a lot. It's a lot more of a tease. It's a lot more like, oh, should we practice kissing? Oh, before they kind of get like. <laughs> yes. I'll take some pictures. So it's all right. To be fair, if if you can, that's arguably getting into it, isn't it? So. Well, it's just, the the thing is right. The, the, you're saying sister there, Calvin, but you you know the, the, the oh, classic yes. porn thing of saying, "Oh, hey, stepsister," right at the beginning, and then saying <laughs> "sister" for the rest of the scene. Uh, yes. You see that a lot in uh, incest porn, not just just sister. in porn in general these days. It's like everywhere. You can't get away yeah. from it. Yeah, it's very yes. do, you, do you know this is a thing? It's like it, I think cuckold is a similar thing, but. Um, Apparently, because of the glut of porn content out there now, like the only way to be financially viable is to make your content increasingly niche, kind of play to a more niche market who's going to go looking for it. You can't just do generic sex anymore. And incest, the the rise of incest is not so much because people love it as it is because of um, it being one of the easiest, cheap niche for versions of porn to do because it's just a normal porn scene but at the start you go oh hey step bro <laughs> and that's it and it, like you know for comparison cockledry is like popular but you have to hire a and like a third performer you know so it's inherently more expensive and I, I think incest is like one of the cheapest easiest no props needed you know not, mm-hmm. nothing just just one line of dialogue. And it's easy enough to ignore if you're not like into that, I think is the other thing. It's just kind of like, right, well, I'm gonna as long as they're not saying like, oh, oh, step sis, oh step bro the whole <laughs> way through. 
So the um the, the older sister already has a sugar daddy, and I can't remember why does she want to introduce the younger one to him? Because he because he's um, he's mad at her. He he she has to get him a virgin. Ah, and right. Yeah, he says, like, "Find me a virgin. I'm cutting you off." Yeah. Right. So she's, she's like, right. She's like, I will groom. My she's like, I'm sister. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And then he's like, tonight, motherfucker, or I'm through. And she's like, whoa, I, I, I'm doing my best. And then she's talking to the sister. He's like, oh, it's so, I wish I had a, a rich man who was taking care of me. And then light bulb, hi. <laughs> I'd never even considered such things. <laughs> Right, and then the, the the sex scene in the third episode is all about sort of the sisters, um, you know, the classic uh, lesbian sex scene. Yep, yeah, the experienced ones sort of just yeah, teaching the other one. That's the, very common. Yeah. yeah, the I'll teach you to kiss a woman, and it is that. But the 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 context of the scene is very much grooming. It's it's very oh, yeah. much an old oh, person that, grooming, it. and it's well. That's it, why I was thinking of Ghislaine Maxwell, which she thought was weird. <laughs> I, I don't know how you could not think of her at this point. <laughs> you know what I hate about Ghislaine Maxwell, right? You know what I really hate about her? Yes. I definitely would, and that's oh. really upsetting to me. Yeah, that's upsetting to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's um, so we have a bit of lesbianism here. Um Anything in this for you, Calvin? Nope, absolutely nothing. Uh, not even on like an educational did, level. Did you not even get a stirring? Was there was there any curiosity being um, like peaked? Really not. F- funnily enough. So I watched the other day in the cinema all of us strangers, and then it. it I didn't realize, but it's Andrew Haig who uh, made Forty Five Years, which is a phenomenal film. I love it, and I was like, oh wow, like I like this guy. I'm going to check out his 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 entire filmography. And so the other night I watched Weekend. Have you seen We? Oh, you have seen Weekend, Calvin. It was on your letterbox. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I wasn't a massive fan. I thought it was all right. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I. It, it made me cry. Oh. All of us strangers didn't. I, I got it. Uh, anyway, uh, I bring it up because Weekend and all of us strangers have. Um, there's a lot of similarities, particularly at the start. Hmm. And they both have a pretty full-on gay sex scene that ends with a character with a big splurge of cum on his stomach and a big shot of the cum everywhere. Um, (laughs) And I was watching it, like, genuinely actually a bit repulsed by it. I was surprised at how... (laughs) Oh, you don't like your own cum even, do you, Saul? You've got a bit of a cum. Oh, no, not... Oh, obviously I was repulsed by the cum, but, I mean, just the gay (laughs) sex in general... I was like, oh, am I an ally? Is this? Am I allowed to feel like this? I'm not enjoying it. And and I, like I say, I got I cried at weekend. I got into the emotion of it. I, I found their romance very touching, hmm. but just that physicality. It was like, oh yeah, I'm not I'm not into this at all. Actually, I forget that I don't like it. Um, hmm. Is that how you felt watching two women going at it, Calvin? Were you kind of like, mm, I'm not, I don't like this. It's just it's a bit cold. gross. Well, you know, it does depend on the context. Uh, it, you know, it, obviously, I'm never going to be titillated by it, but sometimes I might, you know, see something and think like, oh, well, I'm trying to think of a film that I've seen with lesbians in where there's a sex scene that I, uh, I'm like, good for them. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I watched Bottoms actually uh, on Friday, and that's about lesbians. And uh, there's, I don't think there's anything graphic in it, but it was still sort of like, oh, well, that's nice. Here, because I was already slightly sour on 
the point that the film was getting to in episode two. And here, sort of just the whole context building up to the sex scene being so icky and gross, I, I wasn't, yeah... I'd turned on the film at this point, um, and I was sort of hoping that it was going to uh, redeem itself, but um, no. Uh, I also thought this one was a bit more uh, dull, really. At least the previous yeah. two had a bit more going for them. This felt very... Uh, I don't know if they blew all the budget no, on the... James Dean, but... Yeah. The, the previous two had a bit of plot, a bit of something interesting. This is like... There are just endless scenes where... Mm. Two women have lesbian sex, and one of them's teaching the other. It just, it, yeah, it's, it's a cliche, and it mm. it felt like it was lacking a a bit of oomph. It felt like we're pretty much going to repeat this in the next scene with a man getting involved, and so yeah. it, it feels redundant to watch this big lead in to um, the next scene. And yeah, to so the point where I was like, are they presumably there's time for one more scene, but. <laughs> It can't just be these two and that guy, because what's the point? So I was like, well, I guess maybe Penny Pax will come back or something. There's a performance element as well. It's like two people who are True. Not, don't seem particularly into it, and you know, you, you know, it's, and they're doing mm. the whole kind of like, oh, I don't know, no one's ever touched me down there before. What is this human thing mm. you call love? <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be 18, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Well, she, uh, she, she. At one point, she asks if she's like wanked off before, and she's kind of like, "Yeah, do it all the time." So it's like, right. Mm. So she's not like, she, she is aware of like, but then at other points they're playing it like, oh, and, and <laughs> the, just... my, the the bubbles tickle my Tchaikovsky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. A lot of uh, a lot of faked orgasms, basically, is what you get, and not particularly mm. well faked. Yeah. Dull, I did still have to pause and pick this up though at uh, one thirty-eight forty-four. So you know, I still got there. <laughs> so this is all kind of leading up to this uh, rap star. What? What? What is he again? They describe him as something. I think he's a rock star, isn't he? A rock yeah. star. Okay, the guy is called Xander Corvus. Now uh, this just felt like. Is this guy a porn star? Because this felt like Bradley Cooper me? in Licorice <laughs> Pizza. It just felt like someone's mate. That they got in to do like a, a joke, he, he can't do it, can he? He's uh, no, no, he's terrible. He's really, he's off-putting. I mean, I, I don't know, Calvin. You, is that an attractive man? I don't know. Well, I uh, no, uh, I would have very, thought not. He's very scuzzy, and I mean, yeah. oh, I'm you know, I, I, I'm you know, talking about the character more broadly, not just you know how he physically. Is. Oh, I just meant the man physically, but yeah, the characters like yeah. gross as well. But he's playing it like he's playing it like total twat. There's oh, a yeah. there's a point that um, the sister, the older sister, keeps being like, "Be gentle with her." And there was a bit of improv I loved. It was so funny and it made me laugh out loud. She keeps saying, "Be gentle with her," and on like the fourth or fifth time, she goes, "Be gentle with her." He goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and there's just a lot of like fucking fucking little horse slut, fucking little you dumb little uh, fucking. Fu be careful, she's she's 18. I, I don't give a fuck how did I ask you how fucking old she is? There's a lot of like halfway <laughs> through the sentence he thinks of something better to say and he says something. <laughs> it. It's just 
No, it's, it's a sh- very... it's, a, it's, it's a poor performance, and it's a shame because I think the pace of the scene works quite well in this switch yeah. of the one being kind of a bit unsure, but then getting into it, and the other ones like suddenly feeling well, rejected. I'm with you. I, I think the the ironic Twilight Zone twist, the thing I might have found very sexy if it was done better, is like you say the 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 groomer is kind of left to one side towards the end. She's kind of like, oh, he's really into her. She's really into this, and they're not interested in me. And now mm. I'm being cut queened in a sense of just having to sit here and watch and vaguely get like hey, 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 trying to touch a boob to get involved and they're sort of like <laughs> fuck off, leave us alone. Mm. Um, I mean that's quite that could be quite hot in the right hands and mm. uh, yeah they just don't perform it very well and he's so off putting and so aggressively like misogynistic and and it just plays like he's a piece of shit whereas like james dean it plays like yeah this is like a fun and games and he does it in a kind of knowing mm. uh way where everyone kind of knows what they're into and is having a good time overall mm. um even though the scene afterwards kind of contradicts that mm. yeah it just it doesn't work put it this way i i didn't um i only had to pause the film and carry on three times <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think like if you're gonna do this message, this character, you could do it in a much better way because you know that there's there is a power imbalance within the sugar relationship yeah. hmm. of power, money, age, all this kind of stuff. Um, where where you know they someone can be manipulative without being aggressive, or but they can be aggressive and kind of make you accept that because you need the money or whatever, you know. Like, but that it doesn't come across as that. It just comes across as a dickhead. If it, it plays comedically, and I don't know to what extent it's intentional. Like the guy is like at the start before they start the the sister, the younger sister's like, oh, um, I thought you were gonna like. <laughs> buy me stuff they have the awkward like and he's like oh for fuck's sake what do you want and she's like uh trip to hawaii and then he picks up the phone and he's just like yeah bill bill book me a fucking flight to fucking hawaii motherfucker no what of course i fucking want first class who the fuck you it's like this guy he's either been directed to go (laughs) larger than he's comfortable or he's having a fucking fantastic time <laughs> entertaining himself and like he thinks he's funny and no one else thinks he's funny. <laughs> it's hard to tell quite what's going on with it. But I liked the bit in that phone bit where the person on the other end of the line clearly asks like, oh, which hotel? And the guy just says, what hotel? And then he like throws the phone down. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. the, the, the thought of the hotel isn't actually getting booked now as a result of that. And so this girl's just going to rock up in Hawaii first class flight, but then she's going to have nowhere to stay. <laughs> I I like that throughout the film they do a porn porn movie standard of repeatedly taking phone calls um, where the phone screen is completely black and, <laughs> and at the end here we have a phone call with Penny Pack's phones up uh, the sister and yes. they couldn't even be bothered to record like one line with Penny Pack's while they had her on set <laughs> just to like play over it it's just a dark screen phone so that yeah the twilight zone ending is he gets into it with her (laughs) sister and then he's like right so uh you can move your shit out of my room move her stuff in by next week Uh, i'm gonna see her from now on (laughs) and she's like what (laughs) i found her for you and he's like yeah so like fuck off (laughs) yeah you're at least 24 you old washed up old slag (laughs) yeah it's the old it's the old leo dicaprio (laughs) 
<laughs> Is that how he does it? He always gets them to find the uh, the other one. <laughs> did I ever tell the Leonardo DiCaprio rumor story on this podcast? Yeah, always off podcast. Oh, well, I? I don't know. Is this litigious? Well, it's it been. I heard it from a friend. Of a friend, friend. but it was (laughs) since kind of vindicated because Succession then did like an overt reference to it. And it's like, oh, Oh. that's definitely a real inside Hollywood rumour. It's just, yeah, but that's just an urban legend, though. That doesn't mean it's true. It just means lots of people tell the lie. Is this related to his, like, not dating people over, like, 27 or something? No, it's it's just, so the the quickest version of it, because I think I have told it on podcast before, um... Basically, my friend's friend was in a club in London uh, one night, and apparently Leonardo DiCaprio was there, and his people came over to her and said, would you like to meet Leonardo DiCaprio in his hotel oh, room? Wow. Uh, he's noticed you from across the room. He likes your vibe. Yeah, she was like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to fuck... Yeah, obviously, <laughs> yes. Um, and she knew, like, knowing full well, like, yeah, this means, like, go up to his room and have sex with him. Yeah. Um, and they made her sign uh, an NDA, as I, you know, as I'm sure you'd expect to, which she's obviously been violating. I will add. <laughs> and then apparently uh, she was in the room, and in walks Leonardo DiCaprio wearing uh, noise cancelling headphones. Uh, doesn't say a word to her. Spins around, takes her from behind, does his business, and leaves. Doesn't say mm-hmm. a word, and he's uh, just listening to. Um, what the wor- the version I heard, this is how you can tell it's a bit of an urban legend. The version I heard was that he was listening to EDM music the whole time. I don't <laughs> know how you'd even know that. The version on Succession, uh, they say he's listening to podcasts. Now, I think that's just a funny <laughs> joke version that they threw on. <laughs> Hmm. I've, I heard two stories from this uh, from this friend about famous people in Hollywood. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned the other one on the podcast. Would you like to know it? Yes. Yes. Calvin, you might you might know about this. Oh, that sounds like you're taking me down with you. <laughs> <laughs> so this this person's friend, um, OnlyFans model, right? Apparently, I'm trying to think of a way of telling it in like a fun way where there's like, and that man. Uh, and I can't think of a fun way to do it as a twist. So basically, Daniel Craig hired her to come over and shag him. Oh. And apparently, that apparently he just has a standing thing where he just hires OnlyFans girls off and like Instagram models to like come over and shag him. And his happy marriage that he gets a lot of praise with uh, for being age appropriate with whoever it is. What's it? Rachel. Rachel Vice. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, that's like bollocks because it's just like a kind of like yeah, we'll just shaggy we want kind of thing it's just good pr to be i'm sure they you know i'm sure they had a have a thing going but shagging other people is very healthy in a relationship actually (laughs) but uh but yeah i think well actually this comes to play in sugar babies in the this this character this rock star character sorry calvin really quickly is that not an open rumor on daniel craig that all the bond fans know about is that Uh, no i'd never heard that before uh, Interesting. Well, like I say, I heard this from the same source as the Leonardo DiCaprio one, which has since hmm. been corroborated by other insights. So, so at very least, it's a real. <laughs> at very least, it's a real Hollywood rumor. <laughs> but it's a way. real rumor, Calvin. This comes into play in our Sugar Babies film because the the whole point of this rock star character is like he's famous and cool and sexy in a rock star kind of dirty way, but the sister is like, well, couldn't he shag anyone he wants? Why would he shag you? It's a bit harsh, but, you know. Um, 
why is he paying for uh, mm. you know sugar babies? And like, well, he's, what he's paying for is discretion. He's paying for people who will just come and have sex, doesn't have to be emotionally involved. He's paying for them to shut. leave. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I get that. If you're Daniel Craig, you're banging Rachel Weisz, but you know you've been married twenty years. That's, Beautiful blue eyes. You want to, you know, pop over to your London pad and. I'm look, I'm I'm not above messaging a girl on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not I'm not offering her money to come over. I'm not having my people set it up, but you know it's it's the it's the poor. Yeah, but if you had the money, this, Sol, if you had the it's, money, it's the power. poor man's equivalent. She didn't know it was Daniel Craig until the friend who was in between the, uh, my, you know, point of my degree of separation between this person uh, mm. put it together for her. She was like, describe it. She was like, oh, is this rich guy? I think he might be an actor. And then they, they put it together mm. and she didn't know who Daniel Craig was. And then my friend got was like, was it this guy? And like pulled up a picture and she was like, yeah, that that's him. Yeah, mm. this is so apparently he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> My friend actually told me it was Daniel Radcliffe, but then realised that she was confusing <laughs> right, look, the this, two names. This story's falling down around itself. <laughs> she mixed, look, she consistently used to mix up Daniel Radcliffe and Daniel Craig. <laughs> she clarified she meant the James Bond one. <laughs> you ever see Daniel Radcliffe playing James Bond, Calvin? No, no, never. For, com- for, for comet relief? <laughs> no. Oh, no. That sounds like something I can... Great, I'm making a note of this for the next video on my channel. <laughs> this, this content drought. Who should who should be James Bond for comic relief? <laughs> David Walliams. <laughs> so so the, the cautionary tale aspect of uh, the, these two episodes Can is... comic relief get Idris Elba, do you reckon? <laughs> probably, probably, probably not. I would have thought so closest he's ever going to get. So this is the cautionary tale aspect of this uh, half of the story, and it's Rebel's lesson to yeah. learn that she shouldn't have pimped out her sister. Uh, she shouldn't no, have... Rebel is the sister. I don't want to throw you off, Calvin. Rebel's the sister. Jade is the one pimping out her sister. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. And as she gets she gets a phone call from Penny Pax, as we say, and she goes, Penny, what's wrong? What? Jesse did what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. and then the film goes to black and it says the words the end. It's really <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's 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 an odd ending. Uh and, and again I I don't care much for this moralistic tone that the No, I know. It's very weird. Taken. And I I don't know if we're supposed to be sort of like the the viewer is supposed to be aroused by this, the fact that you know they've been humiliated and you know their yeah, lives are it's up. Uprooted. It's really hard to tell if it, like you say, if that aspect of it is meant to be part of the, because there's a definite theme of humiliating the female partner throughout the mm. film and getting off on it. So it feels like maybe that's what they're going for, but it just plays as like a weird joke <laughs> the way yeah. it's like put together. Uh, it plays like at the end of I don't know if you're familiar with the series um, Bang Bus, Calvin. I think there's a gay <laughs> version called Bait Bus. Yes, there is. <laughs> Uh, I assume bait bus ends the same way. I'm not actually sure if it ends the same way. Typically, they'll they'll like find a woman, quote unquote, like walking mm-hmm. in the streets, even though she's you know done other porn movies before. So it's you know it's, it's all bollocks. And they'll be like, oh, c- come on in the van, and they'll convince her to shag a guy on camera for money, usually, or sometimes it's just for a lift, or sometimes it's to like get even with a boyfriend that she's just broken up with. But it's usually like, oh, we'll give you some money. Mm. And then at the end of the the bang bus, like they will basically go, oh, you know, look, I've thrown your your knickers out the window, I've thrown your bra <laughs> out the window. You better go get them. 
and they're like, oh, it's so annoying. And yeah. then, like, the woman will get out to get the, the bra, and they'll be like, yeah, fuck you, and, like, throw a bag or whatever at her and drive off. And she'll be left there like, what the fuck? And they'll <laughs> yes. keep the money laughing, and that's the end of the bang bus every time. Yeah, um, They keep the money, and there's this weird... And I don't think that's getting off on the humiliation. I think that's just, like, a weird joke. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I've never thought of that, because I suppose it is a similar thing. I I don't know, maybe because it's just, like, one sort of punchline at the end of the thing, whereas this feels like it's a, it's a sustained sort of yeah. theme of humiliation and, yeah. I think it's because they recognise they need a punchline. They need, yeah. like, something to go out on, and yeah. they're just not, they're not professional writers, let's be honest. Um, mm. So I think they just land on... Eh? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good ending? Oh, we're bringing it together. We're bringing Penny Pax back from earlier. We hadn't forgotten about that loose thread. We're going to tie that up with this phone call. Uh, well, I must admit, like until they did that, because I, like I say, I'm, these women they look the same. I, I couldn't, t- I couldn't tell that we'd seen uh, Jade previously. So I was wondering if maybe because God knows what link you sent us to watch this on Soul, but I thought that perhaps Sugar Babies was just the first half, and that this was some some fan had like edited together like two films in one or something. Um, no, it's a, it's a two hour nine minute straight to video movie. From 2016, and it was released in like chapters online as well as mm. as is the oh, and apparently it's Canadian. Looking at this, I did look up that Jesse Jones. Uh, he's apparently born in Canada, which I don't know if that explains ah. his accent, but oh, it must be like Quebec or something. Yeah, <laughs> he must be mm. French Canadian. Mm. I'm. I will say, in defense of this final scene. I think it's probably a very accurate depiction of what a threesome with a rock star <laughs> would be like. Because it's, you know, it's two women not enjoying themselves in the slightest. A, a prat just, like, <laughs> trying to be sexy, can't do it. It's, like, mm. the most awkward thing in the world for 90% of its runtime. Like, no yeah. one looks like they're having a good time. I bet it's, I bet that's what it's like. Yeah, probably. Mm. When it's set up like this, you know, when it's not just groupies going behind the... Backstage. Mm. Have you ever been backstage at a, a, a venue, a music venue? Um, I don't think I have. Why is it like this? It's not. It's not. It's not so. Uh, you know, as I, I think I've mentioned my friend who's in a band. <laughs> <laughs> I I went backstage at one of his shows to to like hang out with him and some old friends from school a while back, and and it's not. This was the O2 Ritz in Manchester, so like a proper venue. Mm. Um. It's not an air it's not conducive to like shagging groupies was my takeaway from it. It was very like right it's a big public if you're going to do it you'd have to be doing it in front of like the rest of the band, you know? You mm. have to get comfortable with just like the whole band seeing you. And I think that's how it used to work. Yeah, this understand. is I think this is a bit more old school when there was just everyone was just fucking off their tits on drugs. Uh, and mm. yeah, it didn't necessarily happen backstage. You go back to the hotel and stuff. Yeah, well, uh what did you think of Sugar Babies, guys? What would you give it out of ten? Um, <laughs> I hadn't even what? thought about that. <laughs> I hadn't considered it as a sort of film. What did we give Deep? <laughs> what did we give Deep Throat? Because I, I, yeah, I think I might have given Deep Throat either a four or a five based on the cultural uh, significance of it. I suppose the fact that it does say something. I think it is a snapshot of you know an industry and history. Um, this I 
what is the lowest? <laughs> is it zero or is it one that we give I on think this? One's as low as we've ever. All right, okay. Because well, can I go to zero? <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> I'll go for one so as to not break the system. But um, yeah, this I, I found this deeply unpleasant. I think that uh, if there was a highlight, it was the first uh, sex scene. Uh, maybe because of the reasons that Alan articulated, it it was the only you know, scene in it that I didn't feel icky and slightly grossed out by because of the wider context of humiliation, which I guess is not a kink of mine. Calvin, didn't you once wear a saddle for someone? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Rumor, the rumor mill is working overtime <laughs> I heard, I heard from a friend of a friend that Calvin hired him <laughs> to ride <laughs> to him wear like a, saddle. a pony. <laughs> to be fair, indulging someone else is getting off on humiliating. It doesn't necessarily mean you're into humiliation. Um, apparently, I gave Deep Throat a one. I've just looked it up. Yeah, I saw that on Letterboxd when I was looking through um, some scores, and I was surprised at that, actually, uh, that you'd do that, because I thought that our conversation, you know, we had a sort, sort of an, a more interesting conversation about that than I think we did this. But Well, uh, I, I think Deep Throat is uh, culturally significant, absolutely, but I also don't think it's even a good version of what it's doing. Hmm, fair. I, like, you, you can't get off to it, it's gross and it's not funny and it's not sexy and it's boring. Well, I think there's a kitschiness to it and there's a campiness to it that is somewhat appealing. Sugar Babies doesn't have that. If I was throwing a party for John Waters, I might throw uh, Sugar Babies. Uh, deep throat on the TVs in the background, like yeah, yeah. The kitschiness to it. Yeah, yeah, but sugar babies, I can successfully masturbate to. So it's well, I'm do- <laughs> it's doing what it sets out to more efficiently than. Uh... Well, I'm not doing that to either of this. So sugar babies for me was just like there's nothing, nothing here for me <laughs> at <laughs> all. Uh, Penny which is... Pax is a very attractive woman. There's none of that going on in deep throat. Uh, a- a- again, I I. We're probably talking at cross purposes here because I'm not, you know, looking looking at these films for that. Um, but yeah, so the, the, I, I couldn't give a lower rating to a thing. I think, um, yeah. But I hadn't really thought about this. But I didn't find anyone in the film particularly attractive. Um, I thought you liked Penny Packs. Just I do. Do you know what? In the first scene, she's wearing a hoodie and she's got her hair tied up and glasses away. <laughs> oh, fine. And sake. then it comes to the, the library. She's all tarted up. I didn't even recognize. <laughs> no, I like I like the tarted up version. Definitely, yeah, that's my bag. So yeah, and the nak- I like the second scene when she's naked and a mascara's run down her face from all the crying. That's my favourite Penny Pack's outfit in the film. But I did like the first outfit in the first scene as well. Hmm. Well. I, yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? Like, I think when it comes to pornography, you either go with the, the, the sometimes there is a particular type of scene or type of thing that you're into, but there are, you do occasionally find someone, a particular porn actor, and you're like, oh, that body is just exactly what I'm into and all that. Uh, I didn't get that with this. I, must I don't really get that from physicality. It's It's usually more about their ability to perform for me, I think. So yeah. Angela mm-hmm. White, who was mentioned before, she's she's inexplicably become like, one of the most popular porn stars in the world right now. And it's always really weird who ends up becoming, like, really popular in porn. Like, Sophie... Sophie... What was she called? Brie... Fuck, what's that? Sophie D. Sophie D. Do you know Sophie D, Alan? No, but maybe. 
she was like the most popular porn star in the world for a while when you'd go on these like you know hot right now they'll like rank them on x hamster or whatever um and and to look at her she's from wales sophie d to look at her <laughs> you'd sort of be like i don't get it <laughs> does she do the accent mildly i do, I, I tell you what right this is a bit of a thing i do occasionally search for this uh, I look for British porn. Like I do like a good British regional accent. There's a, there's a, no, there's I know a, what you mean. There's, there's a humour to there's it. A... So. Yeah, give it, give us your big fat cock, like stuff. Like oh, that. is that? <laughs> is that? Um... Oh my god, what's her name? There's a particular <laughs> Scouse porn star I'm a very big fan of for exactly that reason. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's proper. She's the only one who does that proper. And it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, proper dirty. Oh, by the way, I've gone off the one out of Chicken Run that I was trying it on. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the reason I bring it up, all this tangent, was because Angela White is not... She's not like your bombshell blonde Barbie vibe, which is what you would kind of expect. Your Jenna Jameson of the world. She's an Australian woman. She's on the... Spectrum. Chubbier (laughs) side of things, but like really, you know, makes it work. But it's all about her performance. She's just a fantastic performer. There's a scene she did uh, where she starts crying, Calvin, for real. (laughs) But it's because she... (laughs) <laughs> it's because she has like a it, it kind of went viral on Twitter because it's like she has such an emotional reaction to the connection she's formed with this guy she's shagging it's really weird it's like he yeah. obviously really pleased her I don't know how you break from a scene like that I don't I've never like had a situation where I'm like the scene's over and I don't like I don't want it to be over and I don't know like what to do to like it just feels so weird to be like okay well, now let's go back to our normal lives like now i'm getting all emotional <laughs> oh. oh this is, this is very special yeah come here <laughs> oh, thank you thank you that was really good oh thank you that was really amazing. You are so fucking special. Oh my god, you are. Are you sure? I'll have a baby wipe. Why not? Why not? That, that makes it feel like a porno. Right. Being, hand, being handed a baby wipe straight after a scene, then you feel like, no, oh, it's a it's scene. More like, no, it's more like... like no, but, like, no, but now I feel like I can snap out of it. I'm like, you. okay, it's porn. Okay, cool. Like, I'll just baby wipe. Oh, that's nice. It's very wholesome and sweet, yeah. actually. And I will say, as much as I enjoyed Sugar Babies on that level, that's not all I'm about, all right? Mm. I like all a right. wholesome kiss and a cuddle as much as the next guy. I'm not some broken deviant. <laughs> is this you leading up to like, oh, this is a 7 out of 10 or something? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a 7. I'll give it a 7. Are you joking? <laughs> For what it is, taking it at its level as a porn film, there's enough for me to work with in those first two scenes to have quite a good time if I'm skipping around through it. The the back end... Well, the first two scenes, just as like, if I'm going to be watching them skipping through them, I give them an eight or a nine, but it's those back two that really let it down. But it's not a film, is it? You You can't rate this as a... When I gave Deep Throat a one, I was rating it as a porn film. It's just so profoundly unsexy. I can't wank to that. I'm rating this as a porn film. It's like, okay. There's a lot worse out there, Calvin. Okay. I mean, I will say that 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 first scene is one that I would go, you know what? 
I'd go back to that. I, I'd sort of find that out again. And yeah. I am going to send it to a, a, a lady in my life <laughs> because I know she'll enjoy it. So, did you not watch this? Did you not watch this with a woman, Alan? No, no, no I didn't have time to arrange that. I'm uh, afraid. Uh, this is a bit too, uh, too last minute. But yeah, I think um, yeah, on that basis alone, there's not many. I mean, I watch a lot of pornography. And you know yeah, you same. will occasionally favorite something, put it in the in the folder or whatever. But it's a fairly rare. There has to be something that really sort of clicks for me to go. You know what? That's going in the bank um, because I like variety. I like the new stuff. I like to be looking for new stuff all the time. It's part of the hunt, you know. So you know, I think that's got to count for something. I had that with the second scene in Sugar Babies, and I think it was just because it was such a novel niche premise that I'd kind of remember it and go, "Oh yeah, that was a good penny pack scene." I'll go back to that. Check yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely dug it up a few times. I don't know if I... I'm sure I will go back to it at some point in my life. When I'm in a Penny Packs mood. When I'm like, yes. oh yeah, what's Penny Packs up to these days? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, she's she's looking a bit old now. I'm going to go back to one of the classics. Oh yeah, that first one from that thing. I want, that, that'll be what happens. So it might not be for a while. That's an interesting thing about pornography as well. You know, There are people who have been doing it for 20 years and you can literally kind of see them age and, and things. And obviously, you know when you see you know, like an actor and you haven't seen them for anything for 10 years and you go whoa, they got old. And you go, oh yeah, fair mm. enough, I suppose they are. It's kind of like that. There's very but... few people who do it for 20 years. Most people do it for about 3 years when they're yeah, about but, 18. Yeah, but there, there are it was those. a bad idea and even even ten life. years, the ten years from being you know twenty two to oh, thirty two. Totally. I there's a there's a porn star I'm a big fan of called Darla Crane, and she started quite old. Uh, she like got into it really properly as a you know cougar. Like I think she was about she was probably late thirties when she started, but like her run of you know big movies was she was in her forties. And I think she's now in her 50s. And basically, I, I, I saw her on Twitter the other day. I was just like, oh, I wonder what Darla Crane's up to. And <laughs> I think she said, she replied to someone basically saying like, oh, yeah, like, it's not that I've retired. I, just no one will hire me. I'm too old. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. There's got to be a I'm, niche I'm surprised. There, just, she's, well, you'd think yeah. she'd still have a, a market. She's still looking pretty hot. She's definitely looking older. She's got more wrinkles than she used to. But she's still like, you know... The one who seems to be immortal and they'll never stop hiring her is Nina Hartley, who I'm assuming you're familiar with, Alan. Uh, you'd have to show me a picture. She's been going since she was in her 20s and she's got to be in her 50s, if not 60s now. She's been going a long time. She's like one of the real legends of the industry. She you know, she did scenes with Ron Jeremy back in the day. Like, Well, that's, that's the weird thing, isn't it? Like, I, there's... there's... Porn stars that I'm aware of, and it tends to be more men, I, I guess, because they do last in the industry a bit longer. Um, mm. th- there's there's porn stars that I was like big fans of who are dead. <laughs> it's like Jesus, you know, you feel really feel start feeling. Your oh, I, I I've got that. I I found. I mean, so again, it's not going to do much for my whole uh, humiliation wonders, but I oh, I found. Well, there was a porn star I remembered seeing. I was a fan of her from a threesome she had with another porn star. I was a big fan of, um, and I remembered googling her once, and a video that came up was you know it's the classic. Someone had written "fuck pig" on a head in marker. And, <laughs> classic, classic. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder what she's up to these days. And I googled it. Yeah, dead car crash. Car crash. Car crash. 
Dead. Were you too unfamiliar with, because I know she went viral on Twitter, the lady, the cock destroyer lady? What's her name? <laughs> um, and she she died not that long ago, didn't she? The cock destroyer. Yeah, you'd probably know if you saw her. I think her name I'm was I'm Googling Sophie. the cock destroyer. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I've done it now. Sophie Anderson, is that oh, there her? We are. Yeah. Is that it? Right, let's Google Sophie Anderson, because that'll bring up... Does she destroy cocks in a nice way? Oh, she's... uh, Oh, I am familiar with her. Yes, yes, she's the one who... She went a bit viral because of that clip that uh, she was getting fucked, and then the quote was, um, Sunday, a day of rest, but not for me. (laughs) And that sort of went viral. (laughs) I'm only familiar familiar with her, because I think I saw a news article, like a news headline, Porn Star Dies, and I think I was like, oh shit. Hope mm. it wasn't someone I liked, and then clicked it, and I was like, "Oh, I've never heard of her." Uh, Even I'm no her. I mean, I'm aware of her now. She looks very. Um, she looks like she's probably not done much actual porn. Like she's probably known for being on Love Island and then had a, an OnlyFans or something. That's the vibe I'm getting from her. I think she was known in um, LGBTQ circles as a bit of a camp icon, uh, which oh, is why okay. she. Yeah, it's probably why I know her. Yeah. Speaking of which, Calvin. Don't you think we should have some hardcore gay porn next year? I was going to say, is that Ooh. next year we've got to watch a gay porn? <laughs> That's not a bad shout, actually. That's the only thing that would get me to watch another bit, one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would like to... I've had the Blu-ray of um, Fate, Fatal Attraction on my shelf for a couple of years now. <laughs> I'm just waiting to, for an excuse. I'm like, oh, no, don't watch it now. No, we'll probably get around to it on the podcast. <laughs> I just watched it when, when it was clear that... Uh, Sugar Babies was going to win. I just watched Fatal Attraction for <laughs> for fun. Mm. I think, um, yeah, I, th- I think next year we should watch a gay romantic film instead. So, like, gay romance or gay sex, gay porn. Is there a famous gay porn movie that I can put on the poll? I'll need to have a think. Otherwise, you can fill it with, you know, Call Me By Your Name, Weekend, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, I feel like we should have a break from proper porn. I think we should do a real film again. Final, yeah. yes. <laughs> Uh, gay, gay romance. I mean, gay romance. It's meant to be gay sex, though, isn't it? They well, they do stuff in those films. Uh, King Cobra. That was one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was about that porn star that got murdered. Uh, anyway, okay. yes, we we can decide for next year. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us uh, today, everyone, for this uh. uh, this discussion uh, <laughs> of a of a new. New genre, really. I mean, we did do Deep Throat, but this is the first proper porn film, and probably the last. A new type of entertainment. Yeah. So we'll probably get back to real cinema uh, next time. Thanks thanks for listening, guys. Any final words, Calvin? A little uh, no. a warning for those listening, a message for the listeners. Don't watch Sugar Babies. Alan, did you rate Sugar Babies? Mm, no. I don't even know how to start. Give I'd it a give number. It, um, four. For, for the right. first scene. Well, for the first sex scene, not yeah. the first scene. Yeah, yeah. Four for the first, and then, then, yeah, fair enough. This is going to rate better than actual films on the website. <laughs> what would you rate the first scene out of ten, specifically? So we can for, see as, as in, Under the porn category. Um, yeah, yeah. You've got to take it as it's on its own level. It's not compared eight and to... Half, like, eight and a half, pushing a nine, I would say. Yeah, solid. All right, yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, because, you know, we're not rating this as a real film, because it isn't. It's like when you watch James Bond, Calvin, and you give it like a 10 out of 10. That's not like a real movie score. That's like, <laughs> pretend, isn't it? You, it's the same thing. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> See Bye. ya. Bye.